4: Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's Big Sales Dan Cilio. What a week. Thanksgiving. Everybody get their turkeys? Everybody get their stuffing? Everybody get the eggs that they're going to use for deviled eggs? Man, I love Thanksgiving. Well, (laughs) right? I do. I love Thanksgiving. I love the turkey games on Thursday. I love all of it, man. It's it's just a wonderful time of the year. The holidays are great. This is what makes this country spectacular is the fact that we are able to have sports and have the holidays, food. I don't care what anybody says about getting together. This is the time we all get together with family and friends here. By the way, let me start it off. So now there's a new word that's out there. It's called COVID toe. Can somebody tell me, please, what that is? COVID toe. Man, I got to tell you guys, man, this country will believe anything. If you put that on the internet, COVID toe. I saw COVID toe, and I went like this. COVID toe? Okay. COVID toe. Give me a break, man. We will believe anything that's on the internet, man. Got a new thing called COVID toe. Even Aaron Rodgers is goofing on it. This guy's got turf toe. So turf toe has turned into COVID toe. Anyway. Hey, by the way, before we get started, we got a very special guest at the bottom of the hour, Ed Ogeron. I want to know why Ed Ogeron was pushed out of LSU. He's not done any interviews. This is an exclusive that he's doing with us. Here on the National Football Show, that will be at the bottom of the hour. He's getting $27 million out the door. He's making $9 million a year. He's the second highest paid coach in college football. And I want to know what happened. So we're going to talk to my friend Ed Ogeron at the bottom of the hour. Okay. As we start the show, I always say this, guys. You have destroyed the like button for me. Please, as we start this bad puppy, hit the like button. And we will start this thing off right now. Here's the topic. It has been one of the most interesting seasons I can remember in Eagle football history. It's almost a tale of two teams, isn't it? What we saw at the beginning of the year versus where they are now. I mean, it's like I don't recognize the team, do you? I I don't recognize the team.
5: It's been a transformation right in front of us, correct? Transformation. That's a great thing.
4: You're evolving. Your coaching staff is adapting. Your players are believing. The front office is reinvesting.
5: Everything looks like it's working. All the steps it takes to get back to being a
4: Super Bowl contender. By the way, guys, being the NFC East contender, that's great. Get you into the postseason. We all understand that. But the bottom line is you want to be in that conversation every single year for the Super Bowl. You want to do something this time when you build this team that you make sure it doesn't happen like it did in 17. You win a Super Bowl – all of a sudden, Eagle Eagles as an organization, the Eagles fell off the cliff. They were picking themselves up. They had all kinds of distractions in the locker room. Am I right? Foles and wents and injuries. Guys not performing. The wide receiver core without Sean Jeffries and Deshaun Jackson, all of that stuff in the locker room.
5: There was just too much noise around the franchise. Here's where I'm going to go here today.
4: What do you think Howie Roseman's number one priority
5: is in this coming offseason? What would be the number one priority?
4: I think you're going to be shocked at the direction that I'm going in.
5: But what do you think should be the number one priority for the Eagles once they get into the offseason? Draft? Looking at some of the potential free agent quarterbacks? Looking at some of the potential free agents that will be out there, they'll have near $50 million in salary cap space. What would be that one priority? offense,
4: defense, I'm going to tell you, and I think this is probably going to be something that will probably go in a different direction than what you guys are talking. By the way, I see what you guys are saying right now, defense, offense, I got it. I'm going to get to you guys in a second. I want to set it up over there on that side. But I want to tell you what I think the number one priority for Howie
5: Roseman should be this offseason. Make it apparent. Make it apparent with conviction. You need
4: to do this right away as soon as the regular season ends. When that Cowboy game or that postseason game ends, this has to be the number one thing. You need to solidify that quarterback position by saying this, Jalen is our man going forward. It stabilizes the franchise. That phrase, show your confidence. Show your confidence. Jalen Hurts is the future of our football team, and we're going to build our team around him. When you have conviction at that position, and you're telling everybody, he's our guy. Everybody in that locker room, look what's going on in Chicago. They don't know what's going on
5: with with Matt Nagy he may be fired after the Thanksgiving Day game right Howie Roseman
4: the owner of the Eagles and everybody associated Nick Sirianni everybody with that Eagle team needs to do this there is no question Jalen Hurts has won this quarterback job and he's our guy moving forward come hell or high water he is our guy He's our engine that's going to pull us closer to the Cowboys and eventually past the Cowboys. He's our guy. Have conviction. Don't be doing this. Well, we'll have a quarterback battle. We'll look at the free agent
5: quarterbacks. We'll look at the – don't do that shit. You can't fool players. Players know when you're BSing them.
4: You know why San Francisco is doing a pretty good job with the quarterback situation? They've been honest with everybody in the building. I heard Trent Williams talking about that. Kyle Shanahan has told everybody, and everybody knows the landscape. That's Jimmy Garoppolo's football team. But Trey Lance is the future of that team. There's, There's no hidden
5: agenda. There's no hitting agenda. They know what's going on. That has to be the priority. Or, Hertz isn't the guy. We're gonna go into free
4: agent market. We're gonna try to reel in Russell Wilson. Or Deshaun or something like that. Have clarity. Make sure you have clarity. Because guess what that does also? It attracts potential free agents at other positions. Well, they're honest, and they pay. You know what? Why do you think Howie Roseman is paying the players right now? Why do you think he's paying the players right now? The Sweats, the Goddards, the Malattas, the Edwards. Why do you guys think he's paying them now? Because that sends a message. To potential free agents that will be out there one day that get this. These people believe in their people here. And if you perform, they're going to pay you. That's all you want. That's all you can expect as a player.
5: Is honesty and clarity. Howie Roseman, I had a conversation with
4: Barrett Brooks this morning. We were doing – I was sitting in on the middle there. Howie Roseman, what he's done, the Darius Slays, the reinvesting and the talent, being right on Jalen Hurts. Guys,
5: Jalen Hurts is a second-round draft choice, and he was right. He was right. Is that – that's got to be the priority
4: got to be the priority all right as many of you know what i do is with all my topics and such we're prepared every day but so are you guys and you guys i'm going to tell you something man you've changed the show the last two months xander and i were just talking about it and you guys add the dialogue also to the show too so you guys have become a major part of the show okay become a major part But they've got to have clarity. Don't you think? They've got to have clarity at that position. Okay? They've got to. Lou D says, has anyone heard anything about what Jeff or Howie wants with this coming draft? That's a good thing, Lou. That's a spectacular thing. Because you know why? I'll give you a Jimmy Johnson reference. Jimmy's first year when they were 1-15, he was bringing guys in every Tuesday, players day off. He was bringing 20 guys in to work out because the talent sucked on the Cowboys. Everybody in the locker room used to look at it and go, Jesus, man, he hates everybody almost that's on the roster currently now. Okay? Hates it. But as that got better and the team got better, he started bringing less guys in. You started seeing things. He started believing in the roster because they were winning. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening with the Eagles. There is no question in my mind, if you have any common sense, Howie Roseman's got to be doing this. What's the priority? Quarterback? You know when at the beginning of the year, I say quarterback was the number one priority on this team. Do you know what I say right now the number one priority on the Philadelphia Eagles is? An edge rusher. An edge rusher. The kid in Oregon. I'll put up the third pick in the draft
5: or what have you for that kid, Thibodeau. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gotta have stability. Gotta have stability. This is how you build a franchise.
4: David says D-line is a priority. David, I think, no question, edge rush, some depth. I also I also say this to you. If it were me, I would offer Fletcher Cox up this way. Watch this. I would offer Fletcher Cox up, and I would say because I'm going to be $50 million under the salary cap, I'm going to go like this. Watch. I'll pay a percentage of that guy's salary.
5: Just give me a third rounder for him. Give me a third rounder, and I'll take it. Okay?
4: I'll take Fletcher. He's still got viable years left. Patrick says, Jalen Hurts reminds me, Of Muhammad Ali, floats like a butterfly, stings like a bee. Young man rumble, young man roll.
5: Love that man. Get that safety from Notre Dame. Okay, safety will be a priority.
4: But guys, make that thing apparent that you have confidence. See, because Nick Sirianni can't do this show all this love towards Jalen. They get to the offseason, and then we find out it was all bullshit. Well, we're out looking for Russell Wilson now.
5: You may have Russell Wilson. You may have Russell Wilson. All right. How many games
4: does this Eagle team win this year? You're at five and six, with six to play, Eastside Monster says we need o- OLBs and D-line. Miles Sanders is still waiting for that slow, slow ball underthrown, <laughs> guaranteed TD to land in his hands. David says eleven and six. Joey B says Eagles still a five hundred team at best. So you're thinking nine and eight. Hertz is playing better than Wilson. That's a little unfair, East Side Monster. He's been injured a lot this year. He had that surgery on his hand. Patrick says we win out. Joey B says two more wins. So you think it's a seven and ten team. Chalk it up, sports Philly fan. I say we win them all. These other teams got to show me how tough they are. It's a great point. That's what Barrett and I were talking about. This team has created, it's, it's, it's created this attitude now about itself. It's galvanized the locker room. David says, Russell doesn't want to play in Philly. David, 35 to $40 million, anybody will play anywhere. And how about this, David?
5: Devontae Smith. I get a veteran wide receiver. I got Dallas Goddard. I got that offensive line in front of me. Why in the world would you not want to play in the NFC East? Do you know what the most watched games are every year in the NFL? The NFC East.
4: Lou says the Eagles only lose one more game. King Music says we. Stop talking about Russell Wilson. We don't need him. Hertz is our leader. Fans are starting to see it. I think the organization is also starting to see it.
5: Clue says, what about the Saints wide? Xander, Clue,
4: put that guy. What about Michael Thomas? Tremendous. Take them all night. Michael Thomas, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, a running game, O-line, I don't want to play in Philly? <laughs> okay, where do you want to play? New York with that
5: shitty O-line? Do you really want to play for that or an inconsistent owner and in Stephen Ross down in Miami?
4: No thank you on that giant job. If I'm a quarterback, I want to stay as far away from New York. You know what's funny? The media keep doing this. Well, Wilson's Y Sierra, they want to play in New York. Not with that offensive line. Did you see it on display on Monday night? They
5: were horrible. Dre. Jeff Stoutland is the best offensive line coach
4: in pro football. He is the modern-day version of Alex Gibb. I mean, that old offensive line coach that used to be in Denver that produced all those great 1,000-yard rushers, he is a freaking incredible – Hey, hey, Dre, was he the O-line coach in New England? I think he was the O-line coach in New England when Brady was up there for all those years. Dan Quinn to Denver? You think he gets another opportunity that quick? You think that Eric BME doesn't get an opportunity to coach one of those teams or a Bill O'Brien? I don't know. I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but Dan Quinn again? And by the way, Joey, Dan Quinn, you think they're going to go back-to-back defensive guys in Denver, especially with John Elway in the building? Oh, Trey, he was at Bama? Okay. He was at Bama. Jermaine, how you doing, brother? On this Thanksgiving Eve, my God Almighty. I can't wait for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Howie and Jeff Better, keep him paid. How much more than anyone else makes? Because this guy here has developed mulata and everyone else on that old line. Dude, by the way, I'll say it one more time to you. Okay? I'll say it again to you. That center you have, Kelsey. He's the I'm, I'm trying to think of the best center that I've seen or the best center. Okay, watch this. I'm going to say something to you that I thought I would never say. Okay, okay, Xander. I got it. He's a – okay, Xander. He's a freaking Bama guy. Of course, he's going to make sure he highlights that. Okay. That kid Kelsey's the best center I've seen since Bruce Bruce Matthews. Yeah, Kelsey's a Hall of Fame. You guys were telling me this at the beginning of the year. I'm like, come on, man marty he is the goat dude this guy is a freaking incredible incredible football player the way he gets out on the perimeter the way he gets out on the perimeter all good ken the way he gets out on the perimeter and then scoops and slips up on the backers and then gets downfield for a guy 11 years in the league is insane great that's insanity To see him sweeping up, scooping, slipping, and getting up into the third levels. Dude, you're hoping to get a two-level O-lineman. This guy's a three-level guy. Yeah, okay. Oh, good night, almighty. Any Bama references today? (laughs) Oh, man. Too bad they're the third team on my ballot right now. Ohio State took the second seat. Sorry, guys, but that was a more impressive win than beating Arkansas. I thought what Ohio State did last week was pretty impressive. They beat them up, man. They took Michigan State apart. Okay? Making multiple blocks. I know, Marty. That's sick stuff. He is so good. Have a first ballot Hall of Famer at center in Philadelphia is incredible. He is such a good – hey – Here's where I think, I think, I think the Eagles, I think they're going to win nine games. I think they're going to win nine games and they're going to need a little luck to get into the postseason because of the slow start. Okay. I, I, I do. I think they're going to need some help, Um, but it's all good.
5: No, no, no. Joey B yellow Hummer, yellow Hummer. Kelsey
4: made blocks on the second level, never loses momentum. He's a true athlete. He really is, man. Okay. Dre, we need, we need, we need Washington to be really good. Okay? We need Washington to be good because I think they could beat – hey, by
5: the way, that Dallas Cowboy game, tomorrow versus the Raiders, I don't think that's a given. Okay?
4: Gabe says, hey, Dan Cilio, I feel alive as an Eagles fan. Week four, I felt dead. That's going to go into my next topic, Gabe. It's going to be about Nick Sirianni. That's going to be my next topic. I'll tell you what that is. By the way, guys, please hammer on that like button. You guys, Xander and I talk about you guys all day. Do you know that? When we're not on, we talk about, how you guys are blowing this thing up you guys are spectacular okay i'm gonna throw this at you here what's been the difference in nick sirianni from the first four games of the season to the last four i'll tell you next you keep it here on the national football show
6: Nesson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
7: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free.
1: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You... Could say that.
4: Welcome back, National Football Show. Dan Cilio, Ed Ogeron is going to join us here in a second. One of the most polarizing stories in college football happened in Baton Rouge this year, okay? Just two years removed from winning a national championship at Ogeron, and LSU have decided to part ways. Why? What went wrong there? What happened in the end? I have my own opinions on what I think went sideways there at LSU for Coach Ogeron, who, by the way, for the record, I just would like you to know that I would play for I don't care if he at Eagle Creek University. I would play for the guy. Okay? I would play for the guy. Oh, and for the record, just so that we make sure that we shut my boy Xander up, did you see the semifinalist list that came out for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Four Hurricanes are on it. Devin Hester, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, and Vince Wolferk. I don't know. I don't know. Are there any Alabama guys on that thing? Were there any Alabama guys? I don't know. Do you guys have any Hall of Famers? I mean, like, you know, it just seems every year UM has five or six guys nominated to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Calais Campbell's on the list in future days, and I don't know. There's gonna be a bunch of other guys that are gonna be on there. Okay, I mean, really, like Greg Olson will probably be on that list one day. I mean, right? I mean, four hurricanes. Made the semifinalist list for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm just checking. Where do, where do I don't see any Bama guys on that thing. Vince Wilford is a Hall of Famer, smile. He won three Super Bowls in New England. Pasquale, appreciate you coming aboard. Yeah, but, you know, college football is crazy. Look at the jobs that are open, too. I mean, you've got Southern Cal, you've got LSU, you've got the Gator job. I'll say this to you, too, also, about coaching in the Southeastern Conference. Everything is gauged on what that, does, that guy's doing, though, truthfully, in Alabama. Everything that guy is doing in Alabama, all the other coaches in the conference are being engaged on, and there is no question about that. So when you're looking all that, and you're looking for coaches and such, I'll say it again to you here, man, Okay? That guy at Alabama is doing a phenomenal job. But I've got my own opinions on what happened at LSU. So we're going to run down our friend, Coach Ed Ogeron, here in a couple seconds here. Um, One of the things that I, I, I teased going into the break was Nick Sirianni. What's been the difference from the first four games versus the last four games? What do you guys think the difference has been? What's been that difference? I'll tell you what it was. His adjusting. His adjusting to the environment around him. He saw they were banging their head against the wall and going nowhere. He saw that. And you know what he did? I thought he was going to lose his football team. I thought he was really going to lose his team. I I was mentioning that because you think really people were buying in? That's right, Philly Eagle. Consistency and adjustments. He's willing to adapt. That is such a great characteristic to have as a human and as a coach. You're willing to adapt. That's what made Don Shula a great coach. Think about what Don did when he was coaching in the NFL at one time. Don used to run the ball back in the day when he won those Super Bowls. He gets Marino. He changes his entire offense and his mentality on thinking on how to play the game. That's why he won over 350 ball games. I mean, adjusting. He finally was able to get the attention. I personally, like I said, guys, I think Nick Sirianni was on the cusp of losing his team. And then all of a sudden, he went like this. We got to do something different. Do you know how hard it is to go to that and do that and to go to your coaching staff and sit there and basically just go like this and rip up the game plan or rip up the playbook and go, we've got to start doing this. We've got to start creating plays that really fit Jalen Hurts. We've got to figure out what he does best. And we're going to go forward with that. There are so many coaches that I've played for. There's coaches that you've played against that refuse to do that. They refuse to do that. I mean, without a doubt, one of the absolutely greatest, I think, characteristics you can have as a coach is to do that. It is to be able to adapt and change. And that's what he's done. Like I said, it's also created an atmosphere now inside your locker room where you're doing this. Timothy, not running high school offenses, those stupid RPOs, okay? Just doing this. this isn't, it, isn't it crazy, guys? The simplest thing on the planet is to run the ball. It's not the sexiest. And at times, you're not going to really have a lot of fans that are going to be enthralled with the style of play. But you know what it does? Especially when you're doing it in a community like Philadelphia. You become Philly tough. Gabe's right. The Philadelphia uh, Roughnecks. Man, people, they, they love to see teams like that succeed. Old Cole says, our run game has a lot of different looks to it. That's, that's such a great point, Cole. Instead of having different disguised looks in the offensive settings, they're doing it in the run game. The counter trays, the off tackles, the power running that they're doing in between the guard and center. They're doing all of that. And they're doing it all with disguises. No question. No question. It's been absolutely spectacular. Okay? And and to me, that's been the difference. Okay? All right. So, hey, all I'm saying to you is make no mistake about it. This is going to be um, great. I just want to throw this little message out. Xander, Coach O said he can't do video, so let's just get him on. And we'll do it without the video here with Coach Ogeron, and um uh and we'll, we'll we'll go there with him and we'll get ready because I think he's probably working and getting ready for practice. Alvaro, I have been so impressed, man. That's right, Alvaro, keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's what they've done to this offense. They've some they've made it so simplistic. And when you do that, then you could take advantage clearly of your strengths and the strengths of that football team is by far the running game. It's by far the running game. I've been really impressed with Nick. Okay. I really kind of was wobbling myself like everybody else was. I'm like, okay, the t-shirts and what have you. And he was without a doubt, man, I thought losing that locker room, but he's made it happen here. And I got to tell you, Nick Sirianni did a hell of a job here. All right. I just got through telling you guys that if my next guest was coaching at Eagle Creek University or if he was coaching at Helen Keller University, Big Sills would go play for him because he's clearly one of my favorite coaches on the planet. He is the LSU head football coach. Ed on. Coach, happy holidays to you, and thanks for doing this.
0: Well, you say, Dan, happy holidays to you, and great to be on your show.
4: Thank you so much. Coach, let me start it off by doing this. What has been the most what what has been the most difficult part of this year for you?
0: You know, the uh the uh you know, starting off at UCLA didn't play well, didn't stop the run well, and you know we switched to the four three defense, then all of a sudden, Dan, you love it, man. We changed everything at op- open date. We went to the three four, we went to zero blitzing, we're attacking. And now I'm seeing the defense that LSU needs to be running and we're playing good LSU defense.
4: Coach, you know what, too? I, th- I, I, I disagreed with pretty much everybody on what they were saying about your guys. I thought your guys were playing their asses off. You know, I talked to Jimmy Johnson the other night because I told him that we were having you on, and he asked me to ask you this, and I'm going to throw this at you, Coach. You know, the players didn't seemingly quit on you, but what I thought was was that there was some issues in the coaching staff that may be the loyalty there for you. And, Coach, I know that you're not going to talk trash on the people that you had or have yeah. or what have you, but you know this. If you don't have a tremendous coaching staff like you did when you won the national championship, there's no way that you're going to win football games. Was there some of that going on inside the organization?
0: You know, Dan, I, I got to tell you, these guys will be tremendously loyal. But I had two new coordinators. You know, they never called plays before. It was new for them. We're putting in a new offense. We're putting in a new defense. But as far as loyalty, those guys work hard and were very loyal.
4: Coach, let me throw the, you know, coach, here's, here's my spin. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Coach, I'll tell you, the last two years have probably been one of the most difficult years I've ever seen a coach go through. And I'm talking you. You know, you were building something spectacular. You guys won the national championship, and I'm going to call it the conveyor belt. Coach, you were part of a conveyor belt program at SC and also at the University of Miami. Then COVID hits, then the opt-outs. Then the most important thing that I don't think people really weigh into is that when kids are great at programs like your program, they're not going to stay four years. They're not going to stay three years. They're going to leave. I left as a junior coach. We all leave to go to the NFL between the opt-outs. I just don't think you had time to build that conveyor belt. Like when Reggie Wayne leaves, Andre Johnson comes in. We had Hall of Fame receivers that you know what I'm saying, Coach? I never yeah. thought you had a chance to build that conveyor belt. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say, Dan, you know, losing uh, the 2019, losing those 19 guys and seeing how they dominate in the NFL, it just takes a while to recover from that.
4: And and and, and coach, be I mean, building that up like. Like, Nick's got that going on at Alabama. That thing takes time. I mean, it took Howard five years to get that conveyor belt going. It took Jimmy some time to get that conveyor belt going. Coach, why did you want to finish the year this year? I know you guys have decided to part ways, LSU and yourself. Why did you guys decide to uh, to finish the year?
0: This is my team. I'm going to fight with them to the finish.
4: Coach, that's what I love about you, man, because I knew it. I said – people were asking me, why do you think, Coach – just didn't take the bag of money. Is more than that. He loves his players and he loves his guys. So I'm assuming, coach, you want to coach again. Say that, Dan? I'm assuming, coach, that this is not the last year. You want to coach again, correct?
0: You know, I'm going to say, Dan, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to see what happens. I got some things I want to take care of. I want to spend some time with my sons. And I'm sure after a year, I'm going to get this. But for right now, I'm just leaving that open.
4: Coach, do you have any regrets?
0: None. Zero.
5: <laughs>
4: Coach, how about this, Coach? I'll ask you a tougher question. Would you recommend the LSU job to potential coaches in the future?
0: For sure. This is a great place. This is a great place. LSU is a great job. It's a great state. Louisiana, you got a chance to win, a, recruit the state of Louisiana and win a championship. This is a great job.
4: Coach, I would say this to you. Are there too many expectations on the program right now? And maybe on the other SEC teams that are in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, look at what they just did to Dan Mullen, too. I mean, Dan Mullen, you know, got to an SEC championship game. Um, you know, I know you can't be underwater and you can't have a losing record at LSU and at Florida, too. But, Coach, I mean too much expectations on winning at this at this level here and especially in the SEC you
0: know there's high expectations you know what Danny comes along with the job you know and I knew the expectation at lSU because I'm it for myself and uh, you got to win here and they tell you that they give you all the resources they pay you well they let you pay coaches but the bottom line is you got to win and two subpar support seasons will not cut at lSU and I totally understand that
4: Coach, I'll tell you what, man. I loved your death out of you, and I, I, I can't wait to see the future and where, where it holds for you. Because I would want you at my program. If anything ever happened to Manny Diaz, I would, I would love. It. I know that you know we can't go there because I'm a, fr- I'm a fan of Manny's too. But I'm a bigger fan of yours. Um, I just, I just can't wait to see what happens to you. It's great catching up with you, Coach. Make sure you have yourself a great Turkey Day, and thanks for
0: doing this. Hey, Dan, you're the best sack foam. I love watching you play, man. Get off the (laughs) ball. You had great leverage. You played the game the way a defensive lineman ought to play, man. Love you to death. Go tight. Thank you, coach.
4: Happy Thanksgiving, man. I love you to death. Thanksgiving, brother. You got it, man. We're going to take a quick timeout, get back to your thoughts.
6: Nesson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
7: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
5: On three. One, two, three. Because
7: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free.
1: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
2: You... Could say that.
4: Wow, I just got a backdoor message from a person at LSU wasn't the coaching staff that sabotaged Coach Ogeron. It was the athletic director. Coach has zero regrets. He would recommend the LSU job. I won't name his name. But somebody in the administration at LSU just told me that the athletic director sabotaged the program.
0: Wow. wow! Wow!
4: Said I wasn't far off in my thinking of what happened. Ed Ogeron was sabotaged at LSU by the athletic director. That's an exclusive, my friends. Coach O has not done one interview since he announced he was leaving LSU and they had decided to part ways. Only you here have got it, just so you know. Man, imagine having people, you put all your hard work in and your bosses are sabotaging you. That's right, East Side. He isn't a snowflake. Hey, by the way, does Coach O chase tail? Yes. He's divorced. Wasn't like he was chasing 19-year-old chicks around either. Man, it's crazy to hear that. Here, I'll read it to you, the exact message that I got from an administrator at LSU just two seconds ago. You aren't far off in what you were thinking about with some issues, but it hasn't been the coaching staff. It's the athletic director. He didn't hire Coach O. And he sabotaged us to hire his own head coach. That's what you get here. That's what you get here. You think any other show has this? Absolutely not. Let's get back into our conversation here. So what did we come up with the amount of games, okay, that we thought that this Eagle team would end up at the end of the year? I'm saying they're going to win nine. Daryl says, that's why I watch your show. You get inside exclusive. You're real, my brother. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Okay? Thank you. Thank thank you, East Kent. You guys are great. Hey, man, I bet you guys when you first said, Big Sills, who's this dude? Oh, yeah, that's that shit talker who used to go on radio all the time, but he couldn't control himself. My God almighty. Guys, you have no idea. I feel for Coach O, man. Being sabotaged has been a historical part of my career with people in the background sabotaging me. So I get what he's doing and why he's saying it. Coach O knows, man. I love him to death. Thank you, old Cole. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hey, hey, by the
5: way, are the Dallas Cowboys starting to have some issues?
4: Alvaro, thank you. Paraguay. Very good, man. I hear you guys have great gin and whiskey. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Hey, no, 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 Lou. It's called COVID toe. I could have swore I heard Aaron Rodgers say camel toe. (laughs) Does Aaron Rodgers have camel toe? Is that what it is? Aaron Rodgers heard his camel toe? Rodgers has camel toe. Is that right? Man really? He hurt that in the last game. Aaron Rodgers has camel toe, man. I didn't know that could keep you out of a game. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Camel toe Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Oh man. Right. (laughs) Hey, but follow me here. So did you hear Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones went on Dallas radio and said this about Amari Cooper. He goes, well, guys, I don't know why I'm acting like a redneck. Well, guys, this is a team. And a team needs to be a team. And when you have one guy like Amari Cooper not available to go out and play, you know, that hurts us actually, do you actually think that Amari Cooper was going to help them against the Chiefs? Maybe a little. Maybe a little. But they weren't going to help him against the Chiefs. The Chiefs were, they were running them down, man. But this is now the owner starting to go after them. What owner throws shade at players for not being vaccinated? Right? Think of this. What have you heard an owner this year talk shit on his team? Let me think. That'd be
5: no, only Jerry.
4: So if you're the head coach Mike McCarthy, if you're Mike McCarthy, don't you do this? Watch. Man, don't talk, don't do that. You undermine me in the locker room.
5: Sorry, East Side Monster.
4: Here, wait a minute.
5: You know how you ride a a hey,
4: East Side Monster, you wanna know how you talk like a redneck? Watch this. See this hand?
5: Well yeah. oh, um I'm about fixing to go over there
4: and see them folks on the hill over there, and I'll tell you something there. i get over there as fast as
5: shit coming down a grease pole on a hot summer day, god dang it. Don't you ever worry about that? You gotta tuck him
4: up and run him up. <laughs> you gotta tuck him up and run him up, man. When you live in Dallas, I told you that story, man. When I left the Buccaneers, I left the Buccaneers, and I went to the Cowboys. I had I'm driving in there, man. This big old, hey, Junie, you'll love this, man. I'm so I'm rolling into like East Texas, man. Tyler, Texas.
0: This
4: big old texas sheriff come up and he starts going like this
5: hey boy where you going
4: i'm assuming he probably thinks you know that you know i'm a black guy because i am italian so you know what they say you know anyway because white guys don't run as fast as big sales or i used to right
5: hey boy where you going i'm going to dallas sir shit son kind of car
4: is this? All it up. I had this really tricked out Acura legend, low profile. Hey, this thing was low, man. Rims were, this thing was red as everything, man, right? Red, cherry apple red. And he starts going like this. Well, son, I see Dade County plates. You know what that means to me? That says D-A-D-E, but you know what it means to a Texas Ranger? I'm starting to get nervous now. I'm like, no, no, sir. What does it mean? He goes, That means D-O-P-E. Sir, I don't smoke pot or do uh, uh, any. I'm starting to get nervous. This guy's 6'8". I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the cowboy complex. Oh, you a Dallas cowboy? Yes, sir. Coach Landry signed me. Well, shit, son. Why don't you say that to me, man? Hang on. Hey, boy, hey. Hey, Billy Bob and Johnny Bo and hey, Hector Hector? No, there ain't no Hector's out there in East Texas. Hey, uh, Hickey! Hey, Reddy! (laughs) Hey, Red Bob! I got a cowboy out here. All of these cops are circling around. I'm going like, this ain't cool. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm heading into Dallas, Texas, and I get these guys. Hey, Hector! Hey, Heller! Hey, come on here! I got a Dallas cowboy out here, man. What you doing out here in East Texas, son? You ain't out here but cotton fields. Hey, man, I'm just trying to get to Dallas. Anthony says Pee Wee Herman lives in Texas. Why Pee Wee Herman? Isn't that the weirdo that goes to those places? (laughs) Hey, son, you in Texas now, man, okay? Just a whole different world out here. Better straighten up, son. Drive a car like that around here. Get your ass shot. Yes, sir. You understand, man? Where are you from, son? I go, Florida. He goes, Florida? Well, shit, son, you in Texas now. You know what that means. It's a whole different world over here. I'm doing this. Man, I'm so afraid right now. <laughs> I was so, I'm like, shit, man. If I get out of this, man, this will be good. I hope I don't have anything in this car, man, that could make this guy. I mean, I was like, I had my hands on the steering wheel. I'm going, shit, if I move, man, this Texas guy might drag me out of my car. Then he saw the Buccaneer bag in the back. He's like,
5: play for the Bucks, huh?
4: All right. Hold on. Man. Hey, see, hey, when you're an East Coast guy and like you go like to the West or Midwest. Hey, man, I'll tell you this, man. I'm not going to call him out. But Xander knows. So guy goes like this. What the hell are you doing in California, dude? I'm like, I know, man. Too many freaking snowflakes, man. I got you. Because the East Coast guys are like this. That's why when we talk sports, and we talk, because the Eagle guy, watch this. Do you know what California is? It's so Rams, isn't it? Odell Beckham. Matthew Stafford. They're really cute cheerleaders. You know what you have in Philly? Watch this.
5: Let's run the bitch. Let's play smash mouth football. Let's go kick some ass drink some beers here, man. That's a football team. You
4: guys didn't like that team in the beginning of the year, did you?
5: RPOs?
4: Shit, man. A person in Philly go, man, what is that? Like an IPO? Is that what that is? Is that some fancy beer? You know those fancy beers they drink in California? Is that one of them fancy beers? I drink Iron City. Hey, Don. That may not be in Pittsburgh. That may only be in Pittsburgh. Maybe not in Philly.
5: I drink Rolling Rock. I don't
4: drink that in California. They drink, you know what they, hey, do you know what they drink in California? White wine spritzers. <laughs> a white wine spritzer. Yeah, those Yeah, White wine spritzers. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like a mojito? Hey, a white wine? Hey, Dan, you want a white wine spritzer? Nah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'll take a vodka or, or watch this. I'll take a vodka or what I'll do is I'll take a shot of tequila. Outside of that, you give me a tequila and you give me a, um, give me a Corona. I'm good. Schmidt. Wait a minute. Are you going to throw me Valentine now, Jeff? Are you going to throw me Valentine now too? Right? Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. I'm sorry. I did that. Paul says this, Philly drinks scotch whiskey. Shit. Dang. <laughs> White wine spritzers. Give me a break, man. You ever see me with one of those in my hand? Make sure somebody goes like this. I know, silio Make sure you give that dude, whoever that guy's portraying himself as, a DNA test. Nah, man, Schlitz is not going to, that's not
5: going to work for me. Pro says this, Jim Irsay talked shit about, oh, he did.
4: He did, brother. He did. Beginning of the year when they got out to that stumbling start. 1942. Dre. Now, Dre, you started to talk about Colt 45s and you started to talk about Magnums. Don't go there. Remember something, Dre? I don't know if you're white or black. I just know this. You want to start drinking malt liquor? You dropped me a couple 445s. I'm with you, babe. Colt 45 and a tequila shot? Shit. That's tailgating. (laughs) 1942. Dre, come on now. You must be a Thunderbird lover. That's tailgating, my friend. That's tailgating. Paul says, add the Chiefs as teams playing well as the Packers. You know what, Paul? Oldie, thank you. Another great one. Paul, here's the problem that I had with the Cowboy game plan, though. That why why did Dallas get away from running the ball? The Chiefs had struggled all year long running the rock. Okay. Guinness, why are you guys trying to get me drunk, man? Because now you're making me think of malt liquor here. Gabe says, ain't nothing better than a mad dog in Sunday football. Gabe, way to go, man. Oh, remember the big mouth Mickey's? I do. Had that big old top on him, right? Yeah, that was good, man. Yeah. So when I say when I say this to you about the Chiefs, you believe the Chiefs are back? I still think, man, a team that's a power team like the eat. You know what? It's crazy. I guys, I would love this Eagle team to play that Chiefs team again. Okay, I would love this Eagle team. That runs the ball fifty times to play that to play that Chiefs team. Am I right? I'd like to do that again. I'd like to have them boys again. Okay, Junie, Dad used to drink forty fives. Bam, woo! You get three of them things down, you man. You rocking like you a rocking chair. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man, Red Lake! Look at you guys, man, going crazy here, man. Hey, get this, man. I'll tell you something. Between, Between Aaron Rodgers coming down with a case of camel toe and with Pete Carroll maybe being shown the door at the end of the year, is this Eagle team headed in the right direction under the direction of Howie Roseman? I want to examine that a little more. We'll do that in hour number two. Guys, do me a favor. Hit that like button. Having a fun time. We're on Thanksgiving Eve. Right? Hope you got your turkeys. Hope you got your grub. Hope you got your pecan pie. Right? All good. Hour two coming up. You keep it here on the National Football Show.
6: Metson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
7: On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
5: On three. One, two, three. Because
7: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
3: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free.
1: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
2: You... Could say that
4: Welcome back, National Football Show Dan Celio here. Dude, it's gravy sauce. Are you crazy? You crazy dog, (laughs) man. I'm I'm Italian, man. Come on now, man. It's all good. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming aboard here on this Thanksgiving Eve. Thank you so much. You guys crushed it in the first hour. Again, I told you I would love to have a goal of a hundred likes every single show. That means this bad bitch is growing like a weed and it is growing, man. Thank you so much, man. You guys have been spectacular by the way. The more and more you guys keep doing this, the more and more people are rolling in here, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much here. You know, we we, we talked a little bit about, in the hour one, a little bit about the priority of the Eagles going into this coming offseason here with Howie Roseman. You know, again, I, I, I want to reiterate it here, too, for you. It's so important for the Eagles to do this. Guys, you know what I would do, too? Let's say this. What has to happen for Howie Roseman to make that public statement that Jalen Hurts
5: is the guy of the future? Okay? What has to happen? As, as we finish the year,
4: see, to me, I think the more you are going, watch this, there's no doubt that you're saying this. Hey, man, that guy Mac Jones in in New England is our guy. Very happy with him. We're very happy with the way he's progressing. He plays within our system. And think about something, guys. Jalen Hurts is more talented as an athlete than Mac Jones is. Would we not agree? Right? He's more talented. Mac's probably more accurate. And that's what probably makes him a better prospect today. And he's coachable. Do you know the two variables that Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones have? And you know what's really great? To see, this comes out of the Alabama system. Tua Tug of Iola. Matured. Handling all the Deshaun Watson stuff. Winning ball games. Mac Jones coachable winning ball games Jalen Hurts winning ball games guys do you think it's any coincidence that all three of the Alabama quarterbacks are now
5: winning ball games why is that because they're coachable you tell them one thing you don't need to tell them a second thing they adapt their game to what you need Eastside Monster says I don't want anyone else but Hurts. You know what, dude? You know, you know you, you, you know you know what? I'm going to tell you something Eastside Monster.
4: I think you're right cuz you know what? Do you want Russell Wilson? You know what the Eagles should say? Fuck no. We got our guy. What message would that send in the locker room that hasn't been sent over the last three years after they went with that dual sword contest between Wentz and, you know, Nick Foles? Right? Nobody likes somebody that does this. Got a beautiful woman. She's your wife. You love her. You see a brand-new chick, and all of a sudden, she's great-looking, and you think the grass is greener on the other side. How many times, guys... Have you looked at that scenario and went like this? That chick's great looking. Holy shit, she's great looking. And you got a a great woman. She's really pretty. She does everything for you. She's 100% behind you. She's always sticking up for you. She's the partner that you want to go forward with. By the way, you want to hear something, guys? Just so you know what kind of man I am. I don't know if all you guys know this. I've been married 33 years. That's right. I've been married 33 years. I'll say this quietly because it's Thanksgiving. I've never met anybody I hated more in my life. But I also have never met anybody that I loved more in my life. You could take that any way you want it. And I would tell you this, I'd never, ever in a million years want to be anywhere else with anybody else other than her. Man, there's times I sit there and I go, God, I hate this. I'm sure she says the same thing about me. I know she does. She says it to my face. But then guess what? At the end of the day, three minutes later, bitching's over with. Your friendship lasts forever, man. Love is fleeting. Loyalty and commitment are something that stay forever. And when you got loyalty to somebody, ball, right? When you got loyalty to somebody, man, and you start showing that loyalty, you know, it's one thing to show confidence. It's one thing to show confidence to players and coaches. It's another thing to have loyalty to them. Correct? Because when you have loyalty, we had Ed Ogeron in the last hour. Okay. And Ed said his coaching staff was loyal. An administrator told me that it was the AD, it was the athletic director. Okay. Fresh says if we have another wide receiver that can create separation, Hertz will have a field day. Hey, Fresh, 100%, put that up there for me, Xander. Fresh, appreciate you coming to the party here, man. Let me say this to you, Fresh. Since they went to the running game, hasn't the passing game opened up for him? So you get another skilled guy on the outside and on the perimeter, say you get a Julio Jones on the other side of Devontae Smith, and that running game continues to improve, and you're starting to average 160 yards a game, let me tell you something. If the Eagles average 160 yards a game, they're definitely going to the playoffs. You put 160 on the ground as an average, these next six games out, you're going to the playoffs, and you may win out. Ball, congratulations. Dre says, I love Hurts, like Hurts. He's got a serious it factor. Gabe says, I've been drinking Mad Dogs for 14 years. I love it, man. T. Lewis says, I agree. We should draft one of those wide receivers. Hey, Lewis, they got three dudes on that team that I think are going to have 1,000 yards, and that back they have is going to be a 1,000-yard rush or two. Hey, I didn't think much of that Stroud kid after watching him against Minnesota, but he's come on like a banshee, hasn't it? He's a good-looking prospect, man. I'm not very big on Ohio State quarterbacks, but he looks good. That entire offense is just rolling. You know, don't be shocked if Ohio State wins the national championship. I'm just telling you. You know, that's a different team that I saw in September. They're good, man. Ohio State's a pretty good-looking football team right now. They dismantled Michigan State. They dismantled them. Timothy says, Do any of you guys remember the run Hertz had in the first down where he jumped over the defender and landed on his back? I do. Timothy, he's a talented kid. It's Caster Green. I don't think another receiver makes a difference. He needs some time to develop in reading three and four progressions. So what are you saying? More more, more help in the O-line? Is that what you're saying? More help in the O-line? By the way, I just saw a couple of you guys were really going kind of fast here. If I miss it, please re repost it, and I will make sure I get to it, okay? Because I want to get to all your spins here. Um, East Candom says, no more wideouts in the first round, need defense. Dude, I hate building my football team from the perimeter in. I do, man. I despise that. Perimeter in. Man, why? You build your football team from the inside out, not from the perimeter like that. I hate that way of building in that mentality of thinking. Dude, they got AA fresh. They got some wideouts there, man. And you know what? Ohio State produces those guys too. And they produce talented kids. You know, who brought up Michael Thomas earlier? Man, I'd love to have him on that Eagle squad. Maybe get him in free agency and then stick with the draft on defense, you know? Yeah, yeah, hey, breaking. Like a Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas in Philadelphia. You know what, though? He, You know why Michael Thomas would not want to come to Philadelphia? The kid Thibodeau, hey, Anthony, he's a spectacular player. Do you know why Michael Thomas might not want to? Why do you guys think Michael Thomas from the Saints would not want to come to New Orleans or from New Orleans to Philly? He's probably not going to get the targets because it's a different style of winning. Michael Thomas would not want to go to Baltimore, too, because why is that? And know this, guys. Hey, wait a minute here. There's something else you got to think about, too, when you're drafting wideouts now. If you're going to run this style of offense with Jalen, you have to have wide receivers that are willing to block in the run game. That's why Jalen Rieger sucks out loud, and he looks out of place out there. That guy's not going to knock people out. You see those two wide receivers that they have in Tennessee? That kid Brown and Julio Jones, those guys are monsters on the perimeter.
5: How many times you see Derrick Henry breaking into the open? There's nobody there because those wideouts are knocking guys out. Again, it's a if you're gonna play this style, get
4: get this guys put this in the back of your head. Okay, if you're gonna play this style of offense. You can't have a guy like OBJ on your team. He's not going to be willing to block. Like, watch this. You can't even have a guy like Randy Moss on your team because he's not going to be willing to block in the run game. How many times did you see Randy Moss taking plays off if the play didn't come play side on him? He'd just be drifting off the line of scrimmage. You know how many times Dennis Green used to get in his ass over that? You know how many times Tom Brady used to get in his ass over that? Instead of being the decoy, he just would take the play off. You can't have that. And if you're going to be a running attack football team based on that, like what they're doing in Indianapolis, your wideouts have to be physical at the point of attack. Okay? Fresh, Quez is fast, but his route running is trash. That was one of the things that they said on him in his evaluation when he came out of college. He can work on that, though. And you know what you love about Watkins? You love the fact he wants to work on it. You can see him getting better and better and
5: better in his routes all the time. I see him getting better. It's Caster Green. Solidify and revamp the defense.
4: Add depth on the O-line. I love this. As Jalen shows his read progressions bring in a veteran wideout. I look kind of like a Troy Smith. I love that take. I love that take. Pro says, Eagles offense functions better when Jordan Howard and Boston and Miles Sanders are all working together. Paul says, Michael Thomas hates head coach Sean Payton. You know what gets me on that, Paul? They just gave him a contract extension and the Benson's bent over backwards with Mickey Loomis to give him that new contract. Why would you hate the guy? Oh, and for the record, are you guys shocked they gave Tyson Hill $95 million? That guy's a freaking backup quarterback. 95000000 bucks. million. I'm like, this, Tyson Hill. Really? Tyson Hill? Hugh said, Dan, who do you like as the edge rushers coming out next year? I'll tell you this, man. That kid Hutchinson that plays at Michigan, I think he's a damn good-looking player. I think George has got a kid. I love that kid Davis playing in the middle, man. He's a junior version of Fletcher Cox. He is – that kid Jordan Davis, he can play. The kid Thibodeau up at um, Oregon looks like the best guy. But uh, – Alabama's got a kid. What's his name? Hamilton? They got a kid at Bama too, man. Gabe, 95 million bucks for a gimmick quarterback is nuts. I don't see it. I don't don't see what they see in that kid, man. Oh, Jesus. I just got another one of those respect the tide. Yeah, right Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Respect the tide. Hey, you want to hear something weird about Xander's Alabama team? Guys, you ready for this? What if Bama loses the Iron Bowl? Beats Georgia in the SEC title game. You don't think they're not going to put Alabama in the Final Four? You know they are. Bama have two losses, go to the championship, haven't taken the team out that potentially could beat them in the title game and win another national championship with two losses. First time in Nick Saban's career, to would have two losses and a national champion that could play out. And everyone's going like this. Oh, what about Cincinnati? What about them? They play Helen Keller university and Eagle Creek university. Who gives a shit about that team, but they play Notre Dame. Oh no. Okay. Great. <laughs> hey, great. Oh, yeah, okay. They played Notre Dame. That'd be great. That's what I want to see in the Final Four. Notre Dame get killed again. Oh, man. Yeah, Willie Anderson Jr., Philly, that kid is a good-looking football player, man. Right? Desmond, I think think Georgia is, too. I think they're going to – hey, and get this, Uh, Xander got mad at me, too, because my first poll that I had – can I say that on TV? The first poll that I had this year on my ballot, I had Georgia number one. Okay, and he's like, oh, bam, then they get beat by Dumbo Fisher's A&M team. And they go, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> SEC is awesome, though. Safety from Mendy is good. He is. Safety from Notre Dame is good. Hutchinson or, or, or the defensive end, you're saying, Paul, there's some really good-looking defensive talent coming out this year. Really good-looking defensive talent coming out. Really good-looking stuff. So, again, solidify solidify that quarterback position. Okay? Hey, Birdman. Birdman.
5: Oh, oh this
4: is bullshit. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh man, Gil! I said we get Jordan Davis from Cle- from Georgia, Clemson corner Andrew Booth, the kid from Ohio State. Let's rock, Gil! I like that. I like that, Gil. We need to utilize Boston Scott. You guys like him a lot, don't you? Like we did Sproles. Okay. I mean, just enough with that damn Bama stuff, man. I just seriously, watch 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 Bama lose one of these. Watch Bama if they lose that iron Bowl and they beat George in the SEC title game, they're still getting in. Bama still has a way in. Cincinnati doesn't have their future in their hands. You guys love Boston, huh? Why? <laughs> Easy on trash in Jason Kelsey's college. <laughs> yeah. Right, easy on that. All right, yeah. Hey, there are some games tomorrow. By the way, are the Cowboys beginning to unravel? Are they starting to get in their way? Oh, and wait a minute, there is a massive game this weekend for your boy Carson Wentz. Let's hit on it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. <laughs>
6: toughest injury fund in Philadelphia
7: on the field of life first trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
5: Go
3: for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks
1: glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
2: You... Could say that.
4: We're inventors at Miami, you see. We're inventors. Cuban dude in Miami made this for me. He said, Sills, this is you. What a great community, too, man. I went down to Miami, man. It was so awesome down there. I love all the Cuban folks down there, man. Just a great freaking community. Remind me of Italians. He goes, Sills, how's this look? See how that looks. Look at that. I don't. You imagine Big Sills rolling into Philly? Hey Don, look at this. Hey man, Big Sills. Hey Don, right? Would this go over Donna Genos? Would this go all right? Hey, shut up, Carlos. Sugar Bowl. Are you bringing that Tennessee game up? We got our ass kicked in that game. I actually got my Sugar Bowl watch. We were too drunk. We didn't care. Look at this. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, that was a ten and two year man. That was a bad season for us. There you go. Turnover chain. Turnover chain. Hey, Xander. Just remember something, Hoss. They make movies about the University of Miami in my time. Thirty for thirties. They write books. Build statues. Have turnover chains because of what we did. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Nick doesn't have any of that. Jimmy loved it. Jimmy loved all that, man. You think I'm right? Hey, what do you think? Jeff says I'm hitting the sauce. No, no, no. In about 33 minutes, I'll be doing that. The fatigues. I started that. You're welcome, Hugh. Turnover chain. Isn't that it? Let me throw this at you guys here. Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, Tennessee knocked the. Hey, dude. Was that Reggie White's last game? No, 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 no. My freshman year at Maryland, we played against Reggie White in his last year. Yeah, it was at the Citrus Bowl. Guys, let me show you something here about Carson Wentz and his play. You know Carson Wentz only has three interceptions? Glory days. You, do you guys remember that old movie? What was that? Um Gray Ghost, everybody's All-American This is Big Stills when he's 75 Yeah Back in the day <laughs> You know When Miami was good I used to kill guys Yeah You know I remember that game against the University of Cincinnati Back in 1986 I had 14 th- And you're like, guy, shit <laughs> I hear you, man right? You're like, Hey, I remember when we played East Carolina and I beat the shit out of this guy. Hey, can I Oh, my teeth fell out. Hey, wait a minute. Get me my sorry, I could do no teeth. Oh yeah. I still got my turn. Hey, this turnover chain will be bending me over (laughs) when I'm 75. Right. Oh man.
5: You guys know Wentz has three picks.
4: And he's got Brady this week. Wait a minute. Is this Carson Wentz's biggest game of his career?
5: They played the Buccaneers this weekend. They're six and five. You think if he beats Brady? And and that Colts team goes to 7-5. and Won't
4: we be saying this? Gabe, follow me here. Won't we be saying this? You know, at the beginning of the year, that Matthew Stafford deal that sent him to Los Angeles looked like a really good move. Those were the two most significant quarterback moves. Again, Jared Goff goes up to Detroit. I don't know if that's a big deal. Gil, we did invent it, or I did. <laughs> Remember we were saying, man, this Matthew Stafford deal for the Rams. Looks great. All of a sudden now, I'm looking at the Rams. I'm going like this. I don't know. Not a very physical football team. Their running game's not very good. Who would you rather be right now, Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford? Think about it. Follow me here for a second. Follow me here. Wentz has a better old line He's got a better running game. He's got a better defense. He's got a damn good coach that knows him. Guys, what if Wentz and that Colts team wins out and they go 12-5? and Ken says biggest this year for sure. But, Ken, this is a game that you brought Wentz into Indianapolis to try to win a game like this. By the way, Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin kid, is phenomenal. Side Monster says they're tanning too much. I think they're living on their uh, resumes a little bit too much. Okay? Carson Wentz wins that football game. Won't he pull ahead of that conversation that everybody had at the beginning? Remember, they stumbled out. Wentz was injured. Remember, he had surgery on his foot there was a conversation he may miss the year and eagle people were going like this holy crap man it's going to be a second rounder not a first rounder you know this guy plays two more ball games i think it's two more ball games it officially turns into a first round pick and that's it that's pretty good stuff man east side monster just said there was a conversation that uh the Rams are settling with the city of St. Louis for $790 million. They saw that Stan Kroenke going to write a check to the city of St. Louis because you know why? They basically – he basically hijacked that team from that community. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit. He didn't want it in St. Louis from the day he bought it from Georgie Faniere. When he bought that team, I'll give you guys a little story on that, a little behind the scenes. The day that Stan Kroenke gained ownership – from Georgie Frontiere's family. And when Frontiere put that fan, put that team up for sale, do you know what he said when he initially bought the team? He walked into the owners' meetings and he goes, I can't get out of St. Louis fast enough. He, he was already, the time he bought that team, he was already wanting to move that team back to Los Angeles. Everyone knew it in St. Louis. City's getting almost a billion dollars from the NFL. They had to settle because they broke their own bylaws. So you know they broke their bylaws in Oakland, and they broke their bylaws in San Diego. Don't give a shit about the fans. Never have. It's whatever makes the wealth for the league. Now now know this. Where would you rather have your business, St. Louis, or would you rather have your business in Los Angeles? Common sense. Common sense tells you that. Right? I mean, everyone's going like this. Well, it was a major mistake that moved the Chargers to L.A. No, it wasn't. The Chargers were worth a billion dollars when they were in San Diego. Now they're worth four. And they only moved an hour and a half up the road. All right, James, no political stuff. If we learned anything today, the justice system works. The dude in Georgia is guilty and the guy in Wisconsin's innocent. Perfect the way it should be back to Wentz has to be the biggest game of that guy's career has to be the biggest game. But as I, as I, as I tease going into this, I told you guys this, you know, tell me, tell me if you don't start to see a little bit of the Cowboys being the Cowboys a little bit, follow me here, guys. The owner's bitching at Amari Cooper for not being vaccinated. Guy, don't do that. Leave that shit alone, man. Why do you want to go out publicly doing that now? Your team is really good. Your team is good. Don't create waves you don't need. Now, is he setting up where he's going to dump him in the offseason? Because I told you guys this before. guys. In 2023, the Eagles are going to be better. Your cap space dictates that, your draft choices, and the fact that your quarterback is only making $3.6 million total over the next two years. The Eagles don't have to pay this guy for another two years, and he's making just a little bit north of a million dollars a year. This guy's going to average $1.1 million over the next two years. That's a steal. That is an absolute steal. You can go and get your edge rusher. You can go and get a veteran that you need. There are so many things that are ahead of the Eagles. I didn't think this at the beginning, but guys, the Eagles are in a great position right now. They're in a phenomenal, and in the process, they're getting better. The Cowboys and the Rams Hey, get this. You know how my boy says, rent's due? Eventually, you're going to get this. Um, rent's due. You mean I got to pay for Stafford? You mean I got to pay for Aaron Donald? You mean I got to pay for Jalen Ramsey? You mean I got to pay for Von Miller? You mean I got to pay for Ezekiel Elliott? I got to pay for... Dak Prescott, I got to pay for Mari Cooper, I got to pay for that Hey, these bills come in
5: Just telling you guys Bills come in
4: And the Eagles have built this team The Eagles are acting like the Steelers Dave, appreciate you coming aboard By the way, Dave reminds me now Guys, please I always, I've been telling you this, I'm trying to get to 100 likes Each show I I get this. I think one of our shows has already got 300, over 300, man. You guys killed it. You guys have been killing it. It's tremendous, man. Tremendous. Yeah, so this Cowboy team, they play the Raiders tomorrow. And I'm like this. Can the Raiders upset them? Banged up in the O-line. Right tackles playing like shit. They got some good pass rushers on that team. Okay? Okay? I mean, think of it, guys. Okay? Can the Cowboys, can they trip up against that Raider team? Derek Carr can play. I don't think the I think the Cowboys are wobbling a little. I still think they win the game. Not going to say that they won't. Okay. Not going to say that they won't. But Gabe, I'm with you. I think they can win this game. This is going to be a telling game here for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. This is going to be a this is going to be a telling game. So I'm 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 going to keep an eye an eyeball on that. Jerry Jones coming out and barking at Amari Cooper like that, I mean, because he's not vaccinated, that's a personal choice. And for Jerry to throw that and the politics around it. So Jerry's notion is this, you should get vaccinated because you're on a football team. Bro, you're over your rails, man. I think you are. That's not your decision. That's a personal decision to make. You know, these people that are telling people what to do with their lives, my opinion, you go kiss my ass with that. Don't tell me how to live my life. You have nothing to do with my life. You know, I mean, I I hate people who do that. That's a family decision. And by the way, I'm not telling you to do either. Be vaccinated or not, wear a mask or not. That's got, again, it has nothing to do with me. has zero to do with me. I mean, I, I've i even stopped doing this. I stopped even going on my Twitter page and talking politics unless it's balanced. Because you know why? We get none of that today. You know, we just get none of it. And so I'm sick of it. You know, because I don't believe anybody. You know, there, there there's these rules now in California for the holidays. Get this what they want you to do. You ready for this? No singing. Here, let me get that. Let me Let, let me get you the rules. That California has Uh, this get here here. Let me let me read you the rules California has. Ready? Thanksgiving guidelines. No more than three household members can be present. Parties no longer than two hours. Guests must stay outside. Avoid singing chanting, and shouting. Well, that's out of my house. Okay? Because you remember something in an Italian household? Hey, whoever hollers the loudest wins the arguments, no matter if you have the facts or not. Ken says there's liquor shortages in Philly. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I know, East Side Monster. I mean, hey, I'm, a, I'm hoping that that's really... Yeah, them yeah. No chanting? Yeah, can you see a big Seals goes out at midnight? What the, chanting, what the hell is chanting? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, big sills out there with the with the carolers. Come all ye faithful, bring me Jill and lobsters. I'm hungry and I don't care about your rules. For I'm sorry, am I? Am I hurting your ears? Big Sills and the Carolers. Not good. Another game I'm going to keep an eye on. Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson. Hey, how many times? I can't tell you how many times Krause done this, man. He does this every Monday. Ready? He goes like this. Dude, that guy in Baltimore,
0: can, he can play.
4: he He can. Would it shock you if the Baltimore Ravens are in the in the Super Bowl, it would not. Okay? It would not. He is a baller, man. And, of course, you have the NFL's you, – you have the NFL's Baker Mayfield. Here, let me do my impression of Baker Mayfield. Ready? You imagine this guy in Philly. Here's Baker Mayfield after a win. After a win against the Lions. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. We won the game. Yeah. Baker, what do you make of the fans booing you? I don't give a fuck.
5: Bullshit. They can kiss my ass.
4: You know, Xander has a rule. He doesn't really like talking vaccination. But vaxing my 22-pound turkey, that's when I'm going to go, okay? That's when I'm going to defend my house, okay? You make me vax my turkey. You make me vax my turkey. We got problems, man. Vaxing my turkey. Hey, East Side. here's Baker. Yeah, uh... I don't give a shit about them. Can you imagine him doing that in Philly? Watch this. Hey, fuck the Eagle fans. Don't care? You want to boo me? I'm a new viewer. I love listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, South Philly. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's racist. That's racist. Okay. That's racist. There must be a lot of Italians in South Philly. That's racist, man.
5: Oh, silly-o. How I done. Like a Southie up in Boston, right? Oh, okay. See? All right. Hey, Paul, behave. I'm working on it.
4: I'm working on it. Can you imagine Baker Mayfield in Philly doing this? Hey, fuck the Eagle fans. I don't care if they're booing me, man. (laughs) Heck, I couldn't. He'd never get out of that parking lot. He'd never get out of that parking lot. Jerome Brown told me, man, he goes, hey, dude, we didn't play well sometimes. Like, there was a giant game one day that got killed, and Buddy was so pissed. Eagle guys were booing gang green. They were booing gang green because they Jerome played like he goes, I played like shit, man. Buddy even sat me down. And everyone's like, you mother, you guys gave up to the Giants. That's this week, too. Mayfield going like this. Hey, FD F the, F the Eagle fans. He's doing it Cleveland. I see. I think Cleveland's got the same kind of fan base. Carlos Tio said that back in the day. Dude, that guy would never have been welcomed back in my city. No way. Nunez says South Philly. South Philly, Nick, and Broad Street. Jalen, <laughs> I said it week one. Hey, Don. Sillio, you're so South Philly. All right. Hey, I told you guys before, man, what I used to do. I used to go over to Wildwood, Nickel Beer Night, during the summertime. I do, Carlos. Hey, I used to go over to Nickel Beer Night. I'm not kidding you, man. I used to listen to Angelo and Tony Bruno. And Morgani? am I right when I say that Morgani Morgani Bruno and Angelo was that the morning show on WIP back in the day Morgani Bruno and Angelo why do I why do I say Morgani was it was Birdman those were the guys I listened to man oh is he still on with Angelo he's still on with Angelo huh yeah, Angelo told me months ago he was going to retire. He goes, yeah, next year. Got to make my $2 million again. You know, I'm going to put that in. Uh... Think of this, man. You can't beat a 70-year-old guy in the morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice talent in the mornings in Philly. Oh. <laughs> you got a 70-year-old guy kicking your ass still. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That'd be like I'm a speeding, like, Howard Stern at the end, right, when – when um when Imus could barely talk. Hey, I'm out
5: at my ranch
4: out here in Arizona. Once you donate a hundred grand, I never got that guy. Okay. I never got that guy. New news. There's news coming up. There's a coach that could be on the hot seat. You're not gonna believe who it is. Okay. And I want to hit on Giants and Eagles when we come back. We'll do it. Keep it here on the National Football
5: Show.
6: Messen Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
7: On the field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
3: go for the midnight dares go for the game go for the hits. go for the fans go for the win go to ocean casino resorts book your trip at theoceanac.com
2: at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free
1: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
2: You could say that.
4: I love the show every day. My favorite, Big Sales Brings It. Carlos, thank you too. Dude, you can't do fucking layup TV or radio. It's an honor to talk to folks. I used to tell people this all the time. You know, when I played in the NFL and I got a paycheck from people that paid me to go play football and fans came to the game, I think there is an obligation to show up and do your job. You take time out of your day to come here. And spend it with me. I don't take that lightly. It's bullshit if you do. And by the way, I talk about what you guys want to talk about. How many times you tune on shows and you you hear people talking some dumb shit and you're like, I could care less about that. You know, there's one thing that this job, this job here, taught me that radio made me forget. You know how many times I would come on with storylines and think that, wow, well, this sounds good, or this sounds good. No, 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 sales. When people walk, and they're walking down Broad Street, and they see a restaurant, or they see a store, they pick who to go into and shop. Okay? They pick. You don't pick them. But in broadcasting, people have forgotten that. They have forgotten that. So when Dev comes in here and watches this stuff with me, and we sit here and we're just talking like dudes. By the way, Charles, I love Meryl Reese. Okay, I love Meryl Reese. You know, he's a little bit of a homer, but it's all good. He's supposed to be a homer. Best thing I've seen in my fifty-five. Fucking years, he wouldn't say that, but 55 years is Devontae Smith. Sills, I've never in my life seen anybody in Eagle Green as good as Devontae. You know, Dan, there's just a special quality about Devontae. I see it every day. It's on display. And by the way, that's an honor to Merrill. Alexander, thank you, man. I hey, I I I you know what though, Carlos, I like Harry Mays, and I also like uh, Barrett Brooks. Trust me, you want to see Big Sills not be good on TV or radio? Put me with somebody I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'll make that thing sink like you thought it was a battleship. Okay, you think it was one of those like cruise lines that went down? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> right? I can't do it. Anyway, hey, Marty, all good. Paul says Baker.
5: <laughs> I won't do it.
4: Hey, yeah, that was a fun time today, man. Rico, man, you have to make sure you have yourself a great Thanksgiving too. Hey, so watch this, man. So you, you guys have the Giants coming up, right? Bro, man, that giant team is in total chaos. But don't let that fool you. Put them away. Put them away. Guys, the biggest mistake the Eagles can make. Hey, and by the way, did we not see a little bit of that in the Saints game? Right? They had that big lead. What'd they do? Lay off the gas pedal. Coaching, too. Lay off that gas pedal a little bit. What happened? All of a sudden, you start to see the Saints kind of creep back into that thing, right? Why do you think teams in college beat teams? Why do you think Nick Saban beats teams 59 to nothing? It's not to show up the other team. It's to keep his team in the moment to make sure they never let off the gas pedal. Whoever the opponent is. It's not Alabama's job to stop, you know, playing hard. You play hard for 60 minutes, and that's what you're teaching. So when you got a giant team, and get this, you know what the Eagle players are hearing right now? They're hearing this. Watch. Okay, so is the coach coming back? Is Dave Gettleman coming back? Quarterback sucks. Freddie Kitchens is now calling the plays. Dude, don't get caught up in that shit. Don't get caught up in that. Worry about you. Worry about you getting better. Do your studying. Whoever's lined up against you, the biggest mistake you can make is downplay to the opponent's ability. That's how you get beat. And guess what? That's also how you start walking backwards instead of a projection where you're going in the right direction as an organization. When you start to see this, the Bills are going through this a little bit. Do not, do not go like that wave. You know you're playing up here, you're killing teams, and all of a sudden, you come down here and you start playing like that against these lesser teams. That's what the Titans are going through now. Obviously, there's a difference in the building because Derrick Henry's not doing that. But you can't do that. Kill this. Jo- hey guys, that's right. He said, "Football is unforgiving." Here's what I tell you. Kill that team. Put the Giants out of their misery. It's like a wounded animal right now. Shoot the fucker. Put him out. Don't let him rehab. Don't give him any plays. Don't give him hope. Don't give him a moment. And before you know it, guess what? They jump up and bite you, and you get beat, and then your season is really on the brink. And then you're asking questions again about, geez, do we have the quarterback? Don't let that go down like that. You got it. It's in your hand. It's in your hand. Football is unforgiving. And Carlos bringing us back to reality. So are women. Women. That's my house for sure. Say anything stupid. What'd you say? Hey, just so you guys know, when my wife says some shit to me, What'd you say? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> it's funny, man. I, I wear the heavyweight championship belt in public. But in my house, man, hey, um, I'm, I'm as good as a doorman. Yes, this way. You're parking your car? Yeah, we have some uh, spots in the back. That's right, Alexander. Finish these dudes, man. Then you get the sorry-ass, stupid-ass Jets. And from what I'm understanding, Zach
5: Wilson's going to start this week. Great. You get that kid. That kid's a turnover machine. Who you got tomorrow, Big Cells? Cowboys and a close one. Hey, I think the Lions are going to beat the Bears. Too much crap going on in Chicago. Okay. Uh, really, man. <laughs> Andrew, put like
4: a true. You have an avow- vowel at the end of your name, so I'm gonna assume you're Italian. Put like a true Italian. Hey, you must be Sicilian because nobody talks like that. That are Calabrese. Okay. And I don't believe you're Nobli Don. <laughs> so I'm gonna assume you're you're Sicilian. Okay. Raiders over the Cowboys. Raiders in an upset. Listen to you guys hating on the cowboys.
5: Hey, Nunez, they own
4: two more years, okay? And they only own three point six million dollars. Okay? Put that giant team away. Yeah, real quick here, man. So tomorrow Big is Thanksgiving will be this twenty two pound turkey stuffing. I love deviled eggs. And believe me, the house will know it later on, too. Hey you doing? Pecan pie. Oh, and one of my old favorites. My aunt did this for me, too. Scungil. See, I'm going to work them up tonight, eat them tomorrow. You got to get them a little cold. Put that scungil in there. Corona's cooling. <laughs> No, my friend, Calabrese. (laughs) Bills over the Saints. They better win. They better win. The Bills are floundering a little bit. Hey guys, can I say this to you, man? Hey, look, man, guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you guys so much for everything you've made the show there's no question people now know what's going on here. Okay. We broke a little news with Ed Ogeron today. Um, We got grander things ahead of us here, but you guys have really made it great. I hope everybody has a spectacular Thanksgiving. I'll be thinking of you. If you want to follow me over on my Twitter page at Dan show, please do it. Um, everybody that is on our show. You guys know that uh, you mean a lot. Jeff, Marty, smile, Ken, Everybody, man, have a great Thanksgiving, great football. God bless everybody out there. Lord looks over all of us, doesn't he, in a special way. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on the flip side.